Good morning. Today is Thursday, June 11th, 2020. Isaac Newton, Sir Isaac Newton, once said, I do not know what I may appear to the world, but to myself, I seem to have been only like a boy playing on the seashore and diverting myself in now and then finding a smoother pebble or a prettier shell than ordinary, whilst the great ocean of truth lay all undiscovered before me. So I was wondering to myself, would Moshe Rabbeinu have said the same thing about himself. In this week's parsha, near the end of the parsha, the Torah says, Hashem says about Moshe, Ish Moshe, and the man Moshe, Anav Maod Mikol Adam Asher Adama. Moshe is the most humble of all men on the face of the world. Did Moshe Rabbeinu, seeing himself receive the Torah from Hashem and ascending to Mount Sinai and teaching the Torah to the Jewish people and leading the Jewish people and adjudicating all the disputes of the Jewish people, did he see himself, because Hashem says he was the greatest of the most humble of all men, <coughs> did he see himself as a boy playing by the seashore. So, I have the privilege to share with you part of a, a shear, a lecture that I heard directly in person from Rabbi Dr. Norman Lamb of Blessed Memory. And I share this, of course, because it's relevant. I also share it as a memory, as a, a, a tribute to his memory, having passed away last week. And I heard this actually precisely 30 years ago, in June 1990. I was attending the annual convention of the RCA, Rabbinical Council of America, and the highlight was the showcase shiur, the class, the lecture that Rabbi Lamb uh, delivered, and he delivered it on the subject of anava, of humility. And he began... <laughs> He began by saying, on his way there, someone had said to him, Rabbi Lamb, what is the subject of your lecture this year? You understand, he's speaking to 300, 400 rabbis from across, across North America. What do they need to hear? So Rabbi Lamb said, I'm speaking about the subject of anava, of humility. And this person said to him, that's very good. That is precisely what these rabbis need to hear. And it's true. So, anava, we understand to mean uh, modesty, humility, self-effacement, not to think highly of oneself. And we hold this out to be a supreme value. God compliments Moshe that he's the greatest, the most humble of all men. Let me start, as Rabbi Lamb did, with four short questions. Number one, is it true? 
Did Moshe really think that he was an Amharetz? Did he really think that he had no special uh, intellect, abilities, that he was just like everybody else? Is that actually, did, it, did, did such a characteristic comport with MS, with truth? Was it true? Number two, is it psychologically healthy to hold out as a goal that a person should think that they're not such a great deal? Is it healthy for a person to try to train a person who, let's say, has an obvious, objective, clear skill? No, it's not so great. You're regular like everybody else. Is that psychologically healthy to a person? Number three, fascinating passage in the Talmud of the end of Masechta Sota. The Mishnah says, Mishames Rebbe Botel Anava V'yiraschet. When Rebbe died, Rebbe Yehuda Nasi, the great prince, the great Torah leader and scholar of the Jewish people, after the destruction of the Second Temple, when he died, there was no more Anava, no more humility, and no more fear of sin. No one else reached his level of humility and fear of sin. And when he died, it was the end of an era. Says the Talmud, Amalei Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef said, Latana, to the one who recorded those words of the Mishnah, he said, Lotisne Anava, you have to make an emendation in the text. The Mishnah meant to say, from the time that Rebbe died, there was no one who knew what fear of sin was. But omit the word anava, humility. Because it's not true that when Rebbe died, there was no one left that was exceedingly humble. De'ika ana, because I'm here. <laughs> I'm here, and Rabbi Yosef says, I am a fantastic anav, I am tremendously humble. So, Take out that line, take out that word from the Mishnah because, Baruch Hashem, humility is still with us, with me. Seems to be a contradiction. The fact that you're bragging about being uh, humble seems to automatically disqualify you. And number four, last question. There's a passage in the Talmud that we repeat in our prayers when we say V'yitin Lecha on Saturday night when Shabbos is over. And the line goes like this. It's a line from the, the Gemara Megillah. I'll just read the first part. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, B'chal makam shata motzei gedulaso shel Wherever you find an incident of the greatness and the grandeur of God, Shom atamotza anvasanuso. There precisely will you also find God's anava, his humility. Well, that seems pretty. First of all, how is it impossible to impute anava to God? How can God think that he is nothing, God forbid? I mean, that doesn't make sense at all, but it seems that somehow anava and greatness can somehow coexist. How is that possible? It uh, contradicts our understanding of what these words mean. So Rabbi Lam explains 
that we're making a very simple mistake. We are mistranslating these words and we are misunderstanding these concepts. And he says as follows, there is a term for a person who has a low self-image, a person who does not feel that they are accomplished, a person who feels that they are ordinary in their abilities and they are not extraordinary, extraordinary in any way. The word we use for that is shiflus, shafel. A person is shafel, meaning a person is low to the ground. A person does not think highly of themselves. A person thinks they have no real abilities. That is a characteristic and that is shiftless. Anava is not really best translated by the word humility. Anava is better translated by the word meekness. A person is meek means a person is able to hear criticism and remain silent. To be able to receive criticism and remain silent is because a person has a very healthy sense of their own self-esteem. It's just that I'm not worried about what other people think. I'm not worried about appearing to be better than anyone else. I know what I'm capable of. I know what strengths that I have. I have an inner self-esteem that is very high, but I don't need to impose that on anybody else. I don't need to use that to make anybody else feel less. I don't need to impose that in any way for me to feel arrogant over them. Anava requires a strong, realistic self-image in order not to react in anger. Because, of course, if you criticize me and I recognize there's truth in it, I'm much more likely to be upset because I recognize that it's true. But if you criticize me about something and I know that it's not an issue, I know that I have those abilities, doesn't matter to me. Fine, you have your opinion. But I don't need to answer. I certainly don't need to answer, respond in anger. Rav Yosef realized he had that quality. Doesn't mean he thought lowly of himself. That's shiftless. That's not what we're discussing. Rabbi Yosef understood that he had the ability to have an inner, strong self-confidence, self-awareness. And if someone were to criticize him, he would not need to respond in kind because he knew who he was. He knew what he could do. And it didn't bother him what other people said. The difference, explains Rabbi Lamb, the difference between shiftless, which he's translating as humility, and anava, which he is translating as meekness. Shiftless means what I think about myself. And shiftless means I think lowly about myself. It is a character trait, beino ubein atzmo, between me and myself. It is the way I look at myself. Do I look at myself as a lowly person, as an unaccomplished person, or do I look at myself as 
a high person, a strong person, an accomplished person. That's what shiftless deals with. Anava is very different. Anava has nothing to do with self-image. I can have a very strong self-image and still be the greatest anav, like Rav Yosef. He had a very strong self-image, but he said, I'm an anav. Because anava means that I have a realistic self-image of myself and I don't need to answer. Listen, by the way, listen carefully because it would be easy to make a mistake about this to the famous words in Pirkei Avos. Near the beginning of Pirkei Avos, first chapter, uh, 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 the fourth paragraph, Rebbe Meir, Omer Rebbe Meir, Rebbe Meir gives the following advice, good for all of us. A person should be shafal ruach. Well, hold on. Do you mean to say, Rebbe Meir, a person should have shiftless, should think lowly about themselves? No, listen to the whole phrase. You should be shafal ruach bifnei kol adam. In, in your interpersonal dealings, you should not think of yourself as a person. People have to show me honor. People have to look up to me. No, when you deal with others, you should have the, the attitude that, I'm not asking for recognition. I'm not asking for honor. I know what I'm able to accomplish. If someone else does not show me recognition or honor, it doesn't bother me. Of course Moshe recognized and understood his greatness, his unique greatness. But he was also the greatest anav. Because, and that's demonstrated in our Parsha, because when Miriam and Aharon started to say negative things about him, he didn't think that he was a, a, an ignoramus. He didn't think that he was um, at fault. So much so that he doesn't even answer them. He doesn't respond. He doesn't need to respond because... Fine, you want to say what you want to say, fine. I know what I'm doing is exactly what Hashem commanded me, which is, which is what happened. I'm doing the right thing. I don't have a need to respond. And that's the reason that exactly at that moment in the Parsha, near the end of the Parsha, God himself intervenes. God interjects because Moshe is silent, because he's an unof. And God interjects and say, how dare you say that about Moshe? Whatever Moshe did, he did because I told him to do it. And furthermore, Moshe is anamikal hadam. He's the greatest anav. He's not going to answer you. That's what Anivas is. Says the Ramban. Shekavash Moshe al hadavar. Moshe quashed his need to respond to what the negative things that they were saying. Yazkir Anvasanuso, and the Torah records here his Anava Shesoval Velo Anam. Moshe simply accepted it, and he did not answer that. That's why Vahashem Kanalo, that's why God came to his aid to explain. And that's what we want to teach our children. We don't want to teach our children, God forbid, that they are have no skills, 
that they should not think highly of themselves? No, on the contrary. We want to we train ourselves, but also we want to teach our kids. You should feel good about the abilities and strengths that you should have, and you should develop them, and you should take pride in them, but you should never use those strengths and abilities as a way to look down on somebody else. You should never look at those abilities and strength as a way to be arrogant vis-a-vis someone else. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs also puts it beautifully. Anava is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. True Anava does not need recognizing. An Anav is someone who does not think about himself simply because he has more important things to think about. According to Rabbi Lamb, a proper understanding of this concept of anava calls for us to have a proper understanding of our strengths and a healthy self-image. And then, not to use it in arrogance towards others, but rather to use it as a way of developing my own persona in a way that can help others without appearing to them that I feel that I am better than them. That is a proper understanding of anava. And just to add one line, this is a beautiful sheer from Rabbi Lamb, a blessed memory, and what he says is true. It is also a characteristic shear in which he takes a concept or an idea that seems to be very widely understood and through his brilliant analysis and eloquence arrives at a much more precise understanding that makes it relevant, inspiring, and practical to put into effect in our lives. I try to do it with this, and I urge you to do the same. May his name be a blessing. My friends, I want to wish you a great day, and I look forward to seeing you again soon in person.